Welcome to Cannabis Health Radio, a podcast where we share stories from people around the world who are using cannabis as medicine. The information is meant to raise awareness about the health benefits of cannabis, which should not be taken as medical advice. Now, here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. And welcome to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yellen. The National Cancer Institute in the U.S. states that part of the reason that brain cancers are so deadly is that they arise from a type of brain cell called astrocytes, and these cells are shaped like a star. So when the tumors form, they develop tentacles, which makes them difficult to remove surgically. As well, the tumors advance quite rapidly. Today, we're talking to a man who undertook conventional treatment for his brain cancer, but it kept recurring. It wasn't until he used cannabis that he finally resolved it. And joining us from England is Scott Burgess. Scott, we're excited to hear about your story. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, Ian. I'm excited to tell my story, and I'm it's exciting to be to be able to spread spread the news and. Uh, spread the word that cannabis is God's plant. It's the best it's the best thing known to man. No let's in my in my sorry Ian. Right, no, no, we uh, we feel the same way. Let's go back to the beginning. When were you diagnosed with brain cancer the first time? I was diagnosed back in March two thousand and seventeen. Um exactly three days before my son's birthday. And what was Um, your diagnosis, Scott? My diagnosis, Corey, was GBM4, which is a glioblastoma. Yeah, I still struggle with the word. Glioblastoma multiform. Um, And from the offset, I was told that, first of all, they told me to go through the operation. My my tumour at the time of diagnosis was six centimetres in size. And it actually pushed my brain over by eight millimeters, um, and it was it was a sh- it was a shock to be honest. My wife took me into hospital um, after seeing a massive decline in me over a space of time, and to be told that I had this tuna really did um, well. It rocked. It completely rocked my world. No, like, understandably. Did, yes, yes. Scott, I just want to I just want to say, were you aware that you may have something wrong with your brain when you went to hospital the first time? Ian, it depends. It depends how far you want me to go back. Looking back now, there were signs over a year before I got diagnosed that something was happening in me. Me and my wife sitting back, looking looking back over the time. There were significant changes sort of in the year leading up to my diagnosis. Um, if you would like me to say the changes, I'm happy to. Oh yeah, go ahead. Go ahead for the viewers. Um, one of the first ones was change of taste in my mouth. I got a metallic taste in my mouth, um, and I remember seeing a documentary on TV. Funny enough, that year with a woman who had breast cancer that had reoccurred, and she said one of the things she noticed was a metallic tasting her mouth well it was very similar to me that was the first sign the second sign was 
I started to feel more, just more tired. Things were affecting me a lot more than normal. For instance, I've never been a big drinker. But if I was to have two drinks, it would be the equivalent of me on a very big night out. And how I would feel the next day wasn't just a fireball to the amount of alcohol I had. And so things were affecting me on a day-to-day basis. I was getting dizzy at work. Um, the pressure behind my right eye was one of sort of the last signs. It just felt like there was someone behind my right eye prodding from behind. Um, but I was going to my GP, which is the doctors over here. I was going to see the doctors constantly throughout the year. Even the day before my wife took me to hospital, I was at my GPs and they sent me for a chest x-ray. And I was going with them with head problems headaches it just felt like I had no more room in my head and I went to the GP and I was saying this to them and I was like I just I can't take anymore I couldn't concentrate on nothing I was trying to do quotes for my customers because at the time I was running my own business I'm an electrical building contractor and it, it just was all getting too much and on diagnosis as, a, as I said it was diagnosed as at the time a six centimetre brain tumour um, it wasn't until sort of more after surgery they were able to tell me exactly what type of cancer or tumour it was, and that was a GBM four. So um, you had you, had, uh, you underwent surgery to remove it. Uh, was the surgery successful? Yes. Um, basically, the first surgery I had, which was in April two thousand and seventeen. All I got from the surgeon after surgery when he came round to me was, it went well, um, we managed to get everything we could see. So they fully debulked it, as I, I think the saying is, it's called a debulk. Um, and from the, what the surgeon's point of view, it went well and they got everything that they could see. Because anyone out there that's not had surgery on a brain tumour, in my case, they gave me a dye to drink. So... Three hours before my operation, there was a dye that I had to drink in the morning mm-hmm. and it, it attaches to anything cancerous in your brain. So when the surgeon's actually going to see what's there, it highlights what the, the cancerous cells are and what the good cells are to give them a better indication of what to remove. Well, on my surgery, the, the surgeon said he got everything he could see. So I had no serious complications after. And then went on to do my 30-day cycle of radiotherapy. Um, and I, I can continue from here or... Yeah, keep, like keep going. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Tell us yeah, the rest so of your I story. Had, yeah. I had 30-day cycle of radiotherapy. Um, this was June. We're into June now, 2017. Um, we I got through the radiotherapy fairly well. I was trying to keep myself healthy was changing things in my diet already, but I was still keeping my business going. I actually went back to doing work pretty much six weeks after surgery. And I I went back to trying to organize my guys because I had a responsibility. I had people working for me. And back then, I know it will sound silly to the viewers, it might sound silly to you guys, but my incentive to get me through the cancer treatment was I need to keep my business going. I'm going to need this when I get through it. That was my incentive then. I know it sounds silly, but I was a workaholic. 
I loved my children, loved my wife, but I worked a lot. Um, then after the radiotherapy, I endured seven months of chemotherapy. Um, this chemotherapy was purely tablet form. I can't remember the actual name of the therapy, the, 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 chemo, the chemo tablets I was on, but I finished these tablets in March 2018. I had a two-month respite um, where they, they couldn't really tell me what was there. They wasn't sure if the cancer was there. They wasn't sure if it was clear because of all the scar tissue. But then in May 2018, it showed up again. The cancer had come back. So they offered me another operation, which I took. And in June the 20th, 2018, I had a second surgery to my right temporal lobe. And again, the surgery went well. They removed everything they could see. And I was released from hospital two days after surgery this time. So two days after having surgery, I was released. And this was June 2018. Um, obviously, after they removed it, they couldn't give me any more radiotherapy because I, my body wouldn't have taken any more. So I went on a different form of chemotherapy. This time it was intravenous and tablet form. Um, again, I am sorry, but it has... It's gone with the type of chemotherapy I was on. Tremendous. Oh, okay. um, and I endured another six months of chemotherapy. But as the months were going this time, I was getting a lot weaker and a lot weaker. My blood count was dropping. My red bloods, my white bloods, my neutrophil levels were all dropping. So it got to the point, Christmas 2018, Christmas 2019, I spent it all in hospital. Uh, because I went for a routine chemo checkup, which they would do my blood test before they give me my next round of chemotherapy. And it turned out that I was, I had no immune system. My neutrophil level, my red blood count, my white blood count, well, I didn't have one. My neutrophils were at 0.01, which is the lowest it can be before you totally have no immunization against anything. So I was rushed into the other part of the hospital where I was being tested for emergency blood blood transfusions, platelet transfusions, and I spent the 14 days in hospital recovering to get me well enough for the next round of chemotherapy. Yes, I know you might say, why are you enduring all this? Why are you taking this much chemotherapy? But at the time, that's all I really knew. I was taking cannabis. I'd heard about cannabis back then, but being... I was just going with what I thought was right back then. Now, I wasn't doing the cannabis properly back then. It was trial and error. I was getting off various people. I was tr trying different ways. It, it was, there was lots going on in my life, as you can imagine. Mm -hmm. I was still trying to keep my business going. I was I'd had more chemotherapy and radiotherapy and surgeries than a lot of people. Um, and I was still able to walk, talk, and do everything I needed to do, which I was very fortunate about. But it got to it got to February, March. I endured one more round of chemotherapy, and then I had another scan in February, March, two thousand and eighteen. And this scan showed that the cancer was back again, 
But not only was it back again, it had gone deeper into my brain this time, which means no, no surgery was an option. Uh, I'd had so much chemotherapy, my body couldn't take anymore. Any more chemotherapy would have killed me quicker than anything else. Radiotherapy wasn't an option. And they basically offered, offered me no hope. I how, how, long did they give, how long did they give you to live? Well, I never asked, but they, they said months. They, they with, said months. With, with the brain, it was, it was months. So yeah. you're, you've had two surgeries to remove the brain tumors, which have developed yes, over, that's right, that's and then right, you yeah. underwent chemo, which was killing you probably as badly as the tumors were, and radiation yeah. wasn't an option, and so it yeah. comes back a third time. What did you do after that's that? Right. Well, after this, why I didn't do it sooner? Because the man I am, I've never let anything get me down in my life. I, anything I've got, I've worked hard for, and I've worked out how to do it myself. Um, and I'm a determination, and determination. And I, I wasn't going anywhere. When they told me that news, I went away, and there was not, there was no way I was going to let that happen to me. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't not going to be here to see my children grow up. I was not going to be here to spend the rest of my life with my lovely wife. And I looked down all the avenues possible and then got into contact personally with an amazing woman um, who has been a very big support to me and put me on the right track with the cannabis oil. And... It wasn't just the cannabis oil. Cannabis oil reverses cancer. It does cure cancer. But because of the amount of chemotherapy I'd endured and the radiotherapy, I had to also do heavy detoxification, which involved coffee enemas, infrared saunas, alkaline plant-based lifestyle, and just detoxing your body from all the poison that I'd endured from the different types of chemotherapy. So I was, wasn't just reversing the cancer, I was reversing the damage that my body had undertaken through the first two years of the, the journey that I was on. You were changing um, the internal environment of your body. That's right, that's right, Ian. Basically, your body reproduces cells every day, week, month, um, and so on. And over a course of a year, human body almost replenishes every cell in its body. So in detoxifying your body from all, all the toxicity, toxicity that is in this planet and then giving yourself the best nutrition in the process, you're rewriting your immune system and you're giving your body everything that it needs. The cannabis enhances all of this. The cannabis enables you to, when you're so weak, it just enables you to be able to do so many things. It, for me, if it wasn't for the cannabis, I don't believe I, would, I wouldn't be here today. Because for my diagnosis, it was, and for the amount of chemotherapy that I took, I, it was a free-front attack with the cannabis leading the, fourth, the, leading the front. Scott, um, what, was it, what was it like going through de detoxing your body? What was that like? The detoxification process—it's—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, 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 it's tiring. Yeah, it does. It takes a lot out of you because 
you're detoxing so much and you've got to make sure you're giving yourself the right amount and the right amount in return without underdoing it, without overdoing it. Um, the process itself does take a lot of getting through and you, it's, there's no way I could have done this while working. So in the meantime, since the second surgery, I've ended up losing my business, losing everything. But you've got to be able to give your body, mind, body and soul the 100% attention it needs to do this. After you detoxed and you, you, know, you mentally you're dealing with the fact that doctors told you you only had months to live and you started using cannabis, tell us about the use of cannabis and what that did for you. Well, what doesn't cannabis do for you? Um, for it, one, it helps you relax. It helps you be, to be able to get that control sometimes that you need in your life. It, it 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 calms you enough to be able to think for me i was able to think clearer when taking the cannabis my body felt better when taking cannabis um obviously i still do take the cannabis but i'm talking in past tense um it just gives you for me it was giving it just give gave me everything i needed the confidence obviously cannabis is itself as we know it attaches it attaches itself to the cancerous cells and causes the cancerous cells to self-destruct without causing any harm to your human body yourself. So there are so many good things cannabis is for, Ian. We've used it on more than just for me to reverse my cancer. I've actually put it on my skin's fingers because he had a wart on his finger. And we were putting it on his finger and within two weeks, uh, the wart had disappeared. I had shingles in the last year and a half. Now... I went to the, the, my local doctors and he was trying to give me all these medication creams. I just got cannabis cream, like a cannabis oil, put it over the, the shingles and then just put like a hot water bottle on it. And with the, the, it just drawed out all the toxins. And my shingles cleared up quicker than <laughs> the doctor had ever seen it. It's, for me, it's God's plant. Um, cannabis, well, it's, it's saved my life. It's... How uh, how much how much do you take uh, a day, Scott? No, I was right. The protocol that I followed to begin with, which was you you build up to one one meal a day or one gram a, a day. That was the protocol that I was using to begin with, and the protocol it's 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 nine it's ninety. 60 mil over 90 days or 90 mil over 120 days if you've had chemotherapy. Now, this was the protocol that I followed. But I had endured so much chemotherapy, I've done that protocol two or three times. So I started doing working. You've got to work your way up. Because obviously you've got to get used to the hallucinogenic and the effects that cannabis has. Um, they're, they're totally harmless, and most of the time you have so much fun on it. So not only are you getting through the worst moments of your life, but cannabis can actually make it enjoyable, and it can make it not seem as bad as what what it is. And for me, having three young children and a lovely wife, it's given me so many joyful moments that I might not have had. Scott, um, um, yeah. I know that you know one of the questions people have when they listen to interviews like this is they want to know exactly what you did. So 
if I'm if I am guessing correctly, you did suppositories morning and afternoon and oral dosing at night. I, I've done it every way, Corey. So if I, I will, I would explain the exact protocol. So the first way is you've got to build your tolerance levels up. So I started on a, on a one to one mix, which is a one to one THC mixed with a CBD and terpenes. The terpenes will enhance the cannabis. And for the GBM4 uh, tune that I had, it was a lot more beneficial to go down this route. And I was taking 60 mil of cannabis every 90 days. I would start at 9 a.m. in the morning. So at 9 a.m., I would put start off one drop of the one-to-one under my tongue. And then at 10.30 in the morning, I would put one drop of a CBD oil under my tongue. Now, CBD oil... CBD oil is another strain of the cannabis plant um, and I would take that to make sure that I never had any seizures but purely after the operations I've never had a seizure but taking a CBD oil along with the one-to-one you're covering all grounds in reversing cancer. Cancer, so I've, yeah. I've, done this pro- I've done this protocol as I said I've done it for 60 mil over 90 days and then I've done 90 mil over 120 days and then again. Now, the reason I've done that much is because I've wanted to be 100% sure that my cancer is gone. Now, the reason I say that is because I've been left with so much scar tissue around the surgical site and the cancerous site that every scan I have, the contrast dye that they inject me when I have an MRI scan attaches to scar tissue the same way it would attach to a cancerous cell. So the hospital, there is nothing there. My scans for the past year have all been exactly the same. I've not deteriorated. The bit of cancer that had gone deeper into my brain where there was no scar tissue has gone. They can see that's clear, but there's so much masking around the, the, the surgical site that they can't tell me. But they can tell me there's no active cancer. And I know from how I feel and from what I'm able to do now, there is no cancer in me. They won't give me no evidence of disease or put me in remission until I'm five years clear. They've told me that. And that's really all I do get told from my from my team. When I go for my MRI scans, it's me, tell it, it's me teaching them what I'm doing rather than them telling me anymore. Yeah, and, uh, I suspect the reason they use the five years is because uh, after your five-year term, they'll attribute your success to chemotherapy. Yes, Ian, you're, you're, you'll probably be right there because mm. there's there's nothing on any of my paperwork when I get it that, that says the route that I've gone down to do what I've to to achieve what I've achieved. Do uh, they do they know what route you've gone down? Yes, I, I, I've told them the route from day one. Mm-hmm. From day one, um, from day one, I told them that I was going to be trying cannabis. But from day one, I never quite done it right. Probably weren't taking the right strain. And but from day one, there was a member of my team that sort of just said, "Keep doing it." So I got the support, but it, they can't openly say that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously that their, their hands are tied. Yeah. Um, so 
the, the team that I had at Guy's and King's Hospital in London were the team that actually run trials on the cannabis plant a year before I was diagnosed. So they were the team, but the, the, the results have never been published. But they gave me the wink to say that the results did show that, yes, there are benefits to taking cannabis. But so they know it, but they can't. They're not allowed to tell you to do it. Um, so they tell you to go down. They offer you the medical route, which is obviously surgery, radiotherapy, chemotherapy. And there's more people dying of that than cancer itself. Scott, I, f I feel like it's important to clarify for listeners here, you know, there's all sorts of one-to-one -one ratios. Now, I'm very, very familiar with the products that you took uh, and, you know, et cetera, where you got it from. Um, so I think it's important to let people know, let listeners know that although Scott was on a one-to-one -one ratio THC CBD, we're not talking 20% or 30% here. We're talking a CBD from cannabis that tests out at over 70% and the same with yes. the uh, THC component. Um, and, you know, just be aware that it's from cannabis, not from hemp as well. So when Scott's doing that CBD on its own, he's taking a CBD that's testing out at over 70%. And when he's doing the one-to-one, -one, both the THC and the CBD component were over 70%. I just think it's important for people to know that. Because a one-to-one -one of 20% is not going to necessarily get the same results as something that acts an oomph like the stuff that he was taking. No, yes, you're right there, Corey. You are right. Um, Scott, so as it stands now, you have, according to medical authorities, no active cancer, correct? That's 100% correct. That's That's been told to me now on the last three scans I've had throughout the course of uh, 2020 right so now my last scan was my last scan was october and it was the same results no active cancer the bit the cancer that had gone deeper isn't showing up and it's gone um but i'm just left with scar tissue and that's what i'm addressing at the moment is the scar tissue um because i i know i'm clear the, the cancer has gone in me it's part part of the journey is also becoming holistic belief so meditation is a big part of the journey as well and just learning to know what your body needs and understand what your body requires well the um, interesting thing is that intuitively you know that you are cancer free yes you're cancer yes. free now how are you reacting to the chemotherapy the two events of chemotherapy that you undertook in 2017 and 2018 how am i how are you reacting to that is is do you have any sense that the chemotherapy has caused you long-term problems or has has that been eradicated yes, yes. It, it's no the, the, I, I am still addressing the damage chemotherapy has done to this day um i suffer i I, it's left me with other ailments that I'm now I'm now in the process of reversing naturally as well, um, which is to do all, all to do with my ears, nose and throat, my ENT area, which is ears, nose and throat. Um, and I've been left with just some uh, unbalanced issues. I'm not I'm not as sturdy on my feet as I once was, but 
Um, and my brain's not as sharp as it once was. Uh, the, the chemotherapy and the radio has damaged me there. Um, and that is something that I'm learning to live with. Um, but, oh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it destroys you here. If I knew now what I knew... If I knew then what I knew now, I would have never have gone down the chemotherapy route. I would have never have taken the radiotherapy. I would have gone 100% natural the whole way, and natural meaning cannabis oil. It's interesting um, you say that because you're not the first person we've interviewed that has said that uh, if they knew then what they know now about the medical benefits of cannabis, they would have uh, not undergone radiation and chemotherapy. How has your family been towards uh, all this? My family have been amazing, Ian. My family have been amazing. I've got an amazing wife who's been, she's been my rock. And it, the chemotherapy, for the truth, it does, it, it, it's a marriage destroyer. And me and my wife have, have, have battled. We, we've, we've hit rock bottom and bounced back up again because... The chemo, it affects, it affects the way you think. It damages your brain. And you see things sometimes in a completely different light. And my wife has, has been a, a big support. Um, my family, my parents, my brother, sister, all, all, very, all very supportive. Um, I couldn't, yeah. Yeah, that's great I, to hear. I'm, I'm, fortunate, I'm fortunate to have a family that are, are supportive and as, that they live very close to me. Mm. Um, but yeah, and but I'm just I'm just a normal guy, and I'm just I'm just an electrician that put his mind to reversing his cancer, and, and I've I've achieved it, and I can't couldn't have done that without cannabis oil. Um, it's I can't I don't really know where to. It's interesting. I, I, uh, in conclusion, Scott, I want you to uh, tell us how you feel about the use of cannabis and uh, any final thoughts that you may have. Well, I feel that there is cannabis cannot do you any harm. You don't hear people dying of cannabis overdose. You can't overdose on it. There's a lot of people out there that seem to be scared of cannabis because it got given this name and it got propaganda campaign given it for given to it for the last hundred years it is god's plant if i everyone should be taking it it's it's it helps so many symptoms how do i feel about cannabis i think it's i just think it's amazing it's it's given me so much of my life back and it's something I will continue to take for the rest of my life. See, at the moment, I just take a maintenance dose. So I just take one drop in the morning and one drop in the evening before I go to bed. And that's how I will continue. Um, yes, and I hope, and hopefully continue to spread the word that cannabis can reverse cancer. And that's what I'm hoping to try and do. Uh, you did a great job, Scott. We very much appreciate uh, you telling your story. It's fascinating. And I know in the months and years ahead that you'll just continue to improve. Thanks very much for this. Thank you, Ian. Thank you, Corey. 
And a big thank you to Ron Zarr for putting up with us in his studio. And Ron's laughing behind the screen here. Uh, but it's so gracious of him to give up his studio time so we can record these podcasts. And uh, we love you, Ron. Thanks very much. And also thanks to Mark in Belgium who posts our podcast to YouTube. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. Cannabis Health Radio, and uh, we'd like to thank you, the listener, for supporting us. You can do that uh, in a couple of ways. Patreon, you can make a monthly donation, or you can make a one-time donation to Cannabis Health Radio. We greatly appreciate it. Just go to our website, and there's a little icon that'll pop up, and uh, you can just proceed from there. And we thank you for listening to another edition of Cannabis Health Radio. Thanks for listening to Cannabis Health Radio. For more information and to search previous podcasts, visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com. Subscribe so you don't miss new episodes. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. This podcast is made possible by donations from our listeners. If you found the information helpful, please consider making a donation in any amount through our website. You can also help us share our message by leaving a review on your podcast listening platform. We are very grateful for your support. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in? Then you need to check out the MJ Bulls podcast. Hi, I'm Dan Humiston. Join me each week as I speak to both cannabis entrepreneurs who are raising capital and cannabis investors who are investing capital. Our 10-minute episodes are perfect for the busy investor. Start listening to the MJ Bulls podcast today, wherever you listen to podcasts, and who knows, maybe you'll discover the next cannabis unicorn.